0: You just can't get enough of prince doing his best juvenile horny elvis presley impression we have yet another rockabilly track for you like the delirious a side that it was in support of in the u.s horny toad is a blast of irreverent pop that borrows elements from rockabilly revival that happened in the late 70s and early 80s and the minneapolis sound that prince had been perfecting up to this point point. and joining me today to talk about the lyrics to horny toad is zachary hoskins welcome back to the show zach Hey! Thanks for having me. So, Zach, it's been a little bit. You uh, joined us last on the Little Red Corvette episode. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was that was an epic episode, and yeah, <laughs> we had a lot to talk about there. So maybe if you could just tell the listeners what you're up to and where people can find your your work. Sure. So I uh,
1: have my own track by track. Prince Project. Uh, it's a it's a blog, um, and I've been doing it for God. This is going to be um, this year twenty twenty will be the fourth the fourth anniversary of it. So it's really been uh, a long haul. It's going to be it's going to be an even longer haul. Um, but uh, it's it's called Dance Music Sex Romance, and um, right now Jason and I are around the same. I'm just about wrapping up. 1999 uh the the album not the year and uh jason you just wrapped up 1999 um so yeah. we're you know we're we're kind of in the same you can jump back and forth between our projects pretty easily so if you like all of the <laughs> i'm sure all of the amazing insight i have to share about Hornady toad and you want to check out my uh project you can find that at princesongs.org
0: okay yeah, thanks. And um, it, and as you mentioned, wrapping up the 1999 era and so that's what this is kind of doing. It's like a little bit of um, housekeeping, trying to get through like the B-sides from this era. And we're up to Horny Toe now. As I mentioned, it was originally the B-side to Delirious in the United States. And I guess in the UK, it was the B-side to Little Red Corvette. Mm. Um, in the US, the B-side to Little Red Corvette was uh, All Our Critics Love You in New York, which is just another album track. So in the U.K., you didn't have to wait until Delirious to hear Horny Toad. In the U.S., you did. What I understand from this song is it was recorded, you know, around the same time as, a, as Delirious, maybe a little bit after, which it kind of sounds similar to. It has kind of a similar vibe, the rockabilly, uh, Minneapolis sound mixture. And I just recently came out as I was looking at Prince Fault that, um, the song "Yeah, You Know," which is off of, which was recently released off the uh, 1999 Super Deluxe Edition, and "Horny Toe" were recorded on the same day, apparently in June of 1982.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think this had a date um, before the the box set came out, so that's interesting. Just a couple of days before his birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I would have guessed based on the sound of this song, because uh-huh. if anybody who's familiar with the uh, the vault tracks that were released on the super deluxe edition there's there's a number of of rockabilly sounding songs like ones that are kind of sounding the same and what i get from that is like prince was just trying to experiment with this sound and just trying to put something out there that you know he felt like was his best effort in this genre right Uh, so some of them didn't make the the final cut meaning like it didn't make the 1999 album or didn't make a b-side like horny toad and delirious but there's quite a there's like a, I can think of like two or three that kind of borrow that sound and borrow that style that ended up on that super deluxe edition. And so then the, but they weren't recorded on the same day. But so maybe I'm maybe Prince was just like, I recorded this version. I need to like step out of this genre for a bit and do something different. And I'll come back to it with a different recorded song in very near future.
1: Right. Yeah, and Horny Toad has a very similar um almost identical. I'm not a musicologist, but to my ears at least, it sounds basically the same as the the as the keyboard line um on You're All I Want, which came out on the Vault collection. So, and I think between the two he chose the right one to put out because this one is um, you know, they're both they're both solid fun songs um, but this one just has the uh this like uh, you know, the, the naughtiness to the lyrics is a lot of fun, I think, uh, more so than you're all I want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, when I think now that I've heard you're all I want and I try sometimes thinking of this song in my head, I get them mixed up. Yeah. right. <laughs> they, right. they sound so similar. I'm like, wait a second. Is that, is that the right song that I'm thinking of? <laughs> you know, it's just what it is. And he, like I said, I think he was just experimenting with that genre and the sound and, um, he was like, "Okay, well, I'm I'm only gonna release one of these. I'm only gonna put out one of these versions. And like you said, Horny Toad is the fun, the more fun version, in my opinion. Just like you had mentioned. And it, it's a it's an, it's a it's a slight song lyrically, and that's oh, yeah. what this, this podcast <laughs> is. But we'll we'll go through it. And as far as like, I hope that you did some research heading into this episode, Zach. So if you're up on your animal biology and um, like." Uh, some of the um, environments that the Texas horned frog, also known as the horny toad, Prince must have had a fascination with it. <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. I, never,
1: never I I thought about i was I was thinking about the the whole toad thing and there's like in my mind I've always connected this song with the the frog Prince, the brothers Grimm, you know, I, I've always thought of it as like a a stretch of a a play on his name you know like mm-hmm. i'm like my name is prince but i'm actually just a horny toad kind of a thing and i don't like i don't know if that's just something that my something that i connected or if it was you know it's it's hard to like ascribe intention because it is a little bit of a stretch right yeah, <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> uh but i've always just thought about it that way and when i was kind of like googling around i, I think i was looking for an image when i wrote about this on my blog and so I like Google image search Prince Horny Toad to see if I could find, you know, something related. Like if there was some obscure single cover, you know, sometimes it's hard to find illustrations for, for these things. As I'm sure, you know, when you have to promote your your podcast, you know, right, these album right. tracks, it's like, OK, what I, I need a picture at the top. What's it going to be? Um, but I found this. Uh, it was an eBay listing of a of a trucker hat that said it said something like um, so, something like what i just said like i i'm not a i'm not a prince i'm just a horny toad or so i'm not a frog prince i'm just a horny toad or something like that and i don't know when that hat was made so it so like but there is a i I guess like a a headcanon of mine is that maybe prince was at a truck stop and he saw that hat and that is what uh inspired (laughs) inspired this song uh, but I, 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 can't, be I can't. Cool. Yeah, it's just my. This is you know I, I I can't. I have nothing to back this up. This is just uh the, it, just something interesting that I came across.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that's the chorus, right? Right. I'm just a horny toe. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely possible, and I would like to. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna believe that that's what happened. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and nobody's gonna be able to prove me otherwise at this point. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, horny toad. Uh, up to this point, we thought Prince was attempting to be subtle about his sexual veracity, <laughs> but <laughs> but on this track, he is—he's uh, very blatant, very very upfront about it, uh, calling himself a horny toad. And that's if you're thinking like, oh, the, he's going to be real clever with with the lyrics. Looking at the title of the song, uh, he's just going to make maybe some allusions to this slang term for somebody who is uh, thinks about sex all the time. you're wrong because yeah. it's really more of like a uh, a sexual deviance hand guide to getting arrested right right
1: <laughs> Yeah, I it struck me uh, listening to the song, you know, line by line. He's really like all of the things he's describing are are, are deviancies you know he he, he yeah. starts uh, he starts with uh, if I had a near number I'd call you on the phone I'd breathe real heavy so it's like he's an obscene phone caller mm-hmm. uh, I want to rub your body he later says which is you know like uh, like frauderism you know uh, and then um, obviously it escalates to uh, to stalking by the by the third by the third verse so this is actually like um, you know, I described this song as like naughty fun earlier on. Uh, it's actually pretty dark, <laughs> but something about the way he portrays it, he, he gets away with it. Like you can tell it's definitely done with a wink. And, um, you know, I think it's also sort of playing on his image, uh, which I mean, one thing that that he would say, on stage a lot is, you know, they, you love it when I'm bad, you know? And so, and you get and the crowd is like, is, is always very, uh, into it. Like if you hear, I mean, again, the, um, the live stuff that just came out on the 1999 deluxe collection, uh, those ladies are into it. And so I think that's kind of why he can get away with this because we know that Prince doesn't need to, Come to your door and and knock all day until you until you let him in, or you know, give, give obscene phone calls, or you know, it's it's. I, I I think the this issue of consent is a lot uh is a lot less uh problematic uh when you when you consider that this is a guy that is known for you know driving women crazy.
0: So yeah, yeah, it's all about it's all about the delivery, <laughs> you know, right? And the song, these lyrics could be really creepy and disturbing (laughs) and um a bit alarming if they're coming from a completely different place and also the music i mean this isn't a music podcast as i mentioned many times but you can't get away from that right so that that synth line immediately puts everybody kind of in a, a happy place because it's a it's a happy fun jingle and a happy fun um synth line and and hook so And to call yourself a horny toad is a seemingly harmless phrase. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it has connotations of being, um, like I said, sexually voracious and a little bit preoccupied with the topic of sex. But it is a very nice way to say it, Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and and that combined with the music really puts the listener in a place where this is looked at as a light song in spite of maybe digging deep into the lyrics and thinking like so, oh wait what is he going to do? Right. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean it's it's all about the delivery and and Prince knew that there's no dark overtones in the music at all so um, but yeah, that's that's horny toad and we or he he provides some examples of things that he is willing or is going to do in order to fulfill his his sexual need. If I had a number, I'd call you on I'd heaven, back the phone. Bring it to heaven, that didn't worry, maybe I'll start to grow. I don't love you, use the holy tone. I don't want you, my neck, cause I got only me. All I want is to love your body until you start to bleed. in the first verse, if I had your number, I'd call you on the phone. I breathe a little heavy, and if that didn't work, maybe I'd start to groan. If I had your number, so he doesn't even have this first <laughs> number. So he's like, just you know, hey, I don't know you at all. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't even have your phone number. But this is what I would do because <laughs> because you're attracted to me. Uh, so it's yeah, it's basically spelling out his intent to commit like a, an obscene phone call. Um, <laughs> Which could be borderline sexual assault, depending on how it's taken by the receiver. Right, right. <laughs> and he doesn't, and then the, the chorus right after. So these verses are sung pretty quickly. I mean, there's just like three lines. He goes right into the chorus. I don't love you. I'm just a horny toad, laying it all out there. He's, <laughs> he's. It's um, it's not about love. It's about lust, and it's about it's about um, physical attraction, and and he's basically saying, I'm I'm gonna call you on the phone and I'm going to deliver an obscene phone call to you. But, hey, it's not my fault. I'm just a horny toad. Right. <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> I can't help myself. And, uh, so, yeah, the, that's the first verse. Any comments on the first verse, Zach? I know you've kind of already touched on it.
1: Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, like you said, I kind of jumped ahead. I think that's that That pretty much covers it. I. This is a song that you know if you if you just listen to it casually, you might not pick up on exactly what he's he's describing here um it's kind of uh it's kind of brilliant the contrast between this bouncy you know, like you said, the synth line is so bright and like fun um it's very much like jack you off in, in that exactly. respect yep. except even in even in Jack you off, I think uh he was only strictly describing consensual activities. Whereas in this case, he's, he's being a a, a lot more deviant
0: than he was. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that term deviant is, is perfect for this. And it's, it's intentional, obviously. I mean, it's not like unintentionally creepy or deviant. It's, he's putting these things out there on purpose to be, to be as deviant as he can, to be as naughty and nasty as he can without going overboard you know and and it's not like vulgar you know but it's right it's uh it still straddles that line of i mean is there any consent to any of this we don't know it's <laughs> not really it, it's not really touched on <laughs> right he just he's just putting up he's just basically stating facts at this point like mm-hmm. this is what i would do because mm-hmm. i'm just a horny toad the next verse i don't want your money because i got all i need all i want is to rub your body until you start to bleed. I don't love you. I'm just a horny toad. So yeah, in the second verse, um he unnecessarily explains his financial situation. I don't <laughs> I don't really know what relevance money has, I guess, other than just to say he's not after, you know, this woman for for her money, which is which is nice, but
1: right. still, he's well, going it's to almost salter. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost, it's almost like, is, is she at this point interpreting it as a mugging? Like, has she taken out her purse and is like, just take, just take what you need and let me go. And then he's like, no, I don't want your money. uh i mean yeah. you know maybe this is even darker than i than i thought
0: <laughs> gosh that you t- really took this down a dark path yeah. <laughs> took it down a dark alley thanks a lot <laughs> but yeah no that's a that's that's funny it's i mean it's funny whatever but it's a it's a well, almost 30 30 some 36 year old song or a seven year old song um but God, thirty-eight. What am I talking about? It's two thousand twenty.
1: I know. I think we're in. Uh, yeah, we're in denial about how old this, this song yeah, is. Yeah. 30,
0: 30 <laughs> thirty-eight years old. But anyway, yes, yeah, so it, it, that is a good point, and I and I like that analogy just because it's kind of you're wondering where this is coming from. This comment about not wanting her money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that's that is one place one um, your your mind could go when you're listening to the song and reading these <laughs> lyrics. Like, gosh, yeah, he maybe she is thinking that he's trying to to mug her, <laughs> but really all he wants to do is rub her body until it starts to bleed. So you know, put put your purse away. It's all good. I just want to do this instead.
1: Right. Very sadistic line. That's a. a I mean, again, he's really getting away with a lot here because I'm, you know, I want to make it clear that I very much enjoy this song like i'm not I, i'm not the pc police over here you know like i when i when i say that these lines are are problematic it's more to uh it, it's it's more to make a point of like how much he's able to get away with and and we and we'll still like it and 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 it still feels okay you know it's it's actually it's pretty remarkable <laughs> cuz that is yeah. a uh, that is a troubling line but uh but somehow he he gets away with it
0: Yeah, he does. And he hasn't been canceled as a result of that line.
1: Right. Not yet. (laughs) Not
0: yet. Not yet. Um, But yeah, this whole song is like that. So then he says, once again, repeats the same chorus. I don't love you. I'm just a horny toad. And with continuing with that, I don't love you line, it just kind of reiterates the point that this isn't about love. Not that at this point, if you're listening, really listening to the lyrics, you would have any doubts that there's any, it's about love because it's clearly not uh, he just wants to make that clear he's like, once again, stating stating his case as for as, being as deviant as possible then uh, I believe that there's like a, a, a mini synth break between the second verse and the third verse, but this is a very short song, we're talking yeah. just over two minutes long, it, it comes and goes just like that because these verses are so short and there's really not a lot of Room for um, musical breakdowns or any kind of bridge, for that matter. It's just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, slight, or you know, very small, short musical break, first chorus, et cetera, et cetera, until the song is over with. Yeah. So he, he he definitely does the stick and move with this track, which is probably a good idea. I mean, this this yeah, song. Yeah, I
1: I don't think it could be longer.
0: <laughs> no, this song needs to be
1: short. it, it
0: needs to be short. Partially because of the lyrics, but also partly because the, the music doesn't do a lot of changing. It's the same, you know, do with this, you know, his um, rockabilly guitar stylings in the background, and there's not a lot more going on to it. So extending the song, he would have to have, I would imagine, he would have had to have do something differently musically to to keep people's interest. But
1: right, and I think it it kind of it adds to the like sleaziness of it you know this is a th- this is something that uh it, it is a it is a quick uh transaction and then it's and then it's <laughs> over and, and he's and he's disappeared into the night you know like it's yeah. it's this isn't yeah. this isn't one of those epic uh you know like s-
0: like Doomy sexual baby sexual Odyssey.
1: odysseys yeah exactly it's this is the opposite of do me baby this is you know a uh a a a quickie in a, in a bathroom stall, basically compared to (laughs) nice imagery. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That works works when we're talking about horny toad. Yeah. (laughs) So now he's now he's ready to actually stalk this person. If I had right. your address, I'd come right to your door. I knock all day till you let me in, and then I knock some more. I ain't crazy; I'm just a horny toad. Okay, so in this this third verse, um, what what are you taking away from this third verse? Act?
1: I I like I ain't crazy um, because I, I, you know everything he said up until that point. Uh, is counter evidence to this (laughs) to to this claim Um, yeah I think you know it's it's this is just a he's been escalating with 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 every verse it's like you know the first one it's like well that's a little you know calling somebody up and uh, you know making sexy noises that's a a little weird but that's maybe in in keeping with the prints that we that we know from from dirty mind and the like and then you know the rub your body it's like well I mean, the rubbing your body sounds OK, but really, until we start to bleed, you know, that's that seems a little extreme. And uh, and now he's just showing up at your door and not just knocking to be let in, but then proceeding, like continuing to knock even after he's he's been let in. You know, it's it's uh, he's he's kind of he's escalating the craziness every time. And then he's saying, I'm not crazy, uh, despite all of the crazy things that he's been saying to this point.
0: Yeah, not, not very convincingly, I'm, not, right. I'm crazy. <laughs> not super convincing. The line, I'd knock all day till you let me in, and then I'd knock some more. I also wonder, I don't see, I don't know the um, the history behind certain slang terms or phrases, mm, like, yeah. exi- like knocking boots. I don't right. know if if that was in existence in the early 80s, if, uh, probably. Um, yeah. Probably because I well, there was a song, wasn't there? A song in the '90s called "Knocking Boots" or something like that.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I think about it like late '80s, early '90s. But I am not a, uh, i I'm not a like a a, a slang uh, linguist, you know. So I so I, yeah. I don't know when that would have. Uh, but yeah, that's that's interesting. They may, he's being figurative when he says he at once he's been let in, he's doing a different kind of knocking.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if it did, if that's what he meant, that's kind of clever, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that one, and if he didn't mean that, then he's just he's just being um, a bit annoying and obnoxious <laughs> by continuing to knock on a door after he's been let in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we got another we got another whole verse. I mean, there's like five verses in the song, in spite of just two yeah. minutes because <laughs> they're so fast. I mean, they're just like like I said, bam, bam, bam. Fourth verse: If you think I'm nasty, you ain't seen nothing yet. You see, I'm the kind of brother that the more you scream, the nastier I get can't help it i'm just a horny toad <laughs> uh so you know nasty he's just as we've already kind of mentioned he's he's intentionally being nasty um and nasty in terms of like his language the coarseness of his language without without like i said being vulgar there's no there's no curse words in this song um and he never really gets explicit about anything sexual you could you can kind of maybe assume some things and take away some things from the body till you start to bleed line, but right. It's not it's not um it's not overt and I think with this if you think I'm nasty you ain't seen nothing yet. It's like, well, what else can you possibly <laughs> say at this point that's going to you know up the ante and, and increase your nasty level? I don't know <laughs> what that would be. <laughs> Prince. <laughs> kind of nuts.
1: Yeah. I think this this verse feels... This is the one that feels to me like he's... This is where he kind of winks at the audience a little bit. You know, like, up until this point, he's been playing this, like we said, deviant, sexually deviant character. And now I think he's kind of stepping more into the prince persona of this person who is not only sexual, but also sexually appealing. Um, you know, he's, it, like... The, the more you scream the nasty so so i mean first of all he says if you think i'm nasty you ain't seen nothing yet so he's he's telling us that like this is like you said this is deliberate you know that he's he's purposely being provocative and if you think that what he said to this point is outrageous then you know he's just getting started kind of a thing so um I, this feels like a, a sort of like I said a wink at the audience and then the more you scream the nastier I get like I feel it, it This is something that he would say On stage even though He never really played horny toad, but he would he would pull out this line um, And you know the audience would go wild when he would say it so <laughs> we're we're getting more into uh, Safer Waters, I think in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, the kind of sexuality that he's, that he's discussing, the, the, this is the, we're, we're getting to a, a point where, um, now you can start to see, okay, well maybe this woman is into it, you know, cause, he, cause he's, he's nasty and we like it when he's nasty. He's not just, he's not just some, you know, pervert <laughs> accosting us in the, in the yeah. dark alleyway,
0: you know? Yeah, it's almost like there's some role play going on. You can kind of take oh, you can kind of think of it in that in those terms. Right. Uh, up to this point you're thinking, wow, this guy's off his gourd, you know, yeah. he's <laughs> assaulting. Oh, okay. Okay, I get it now. It's kind of like this this role play thing he might have going on with this woman where she plays hard to get, he acts like a lunatic. And <laughs> but, you know, and then she screams and it's kind of like She gets it, she likes it, and what kind of screaming she's doing could be a little bit of both. Scream in terror. Right. Scream in pleasure, who knows, and it's a little bit of both, possibly. The fact that he did take this line into other avenues in his live performances, even, like you said, the the song was not really a staple of any of his concerts. (laughs) But taking away that line out of the song, out of the context of Horny Toad, and applying it elsewhere with other songs of similar nature or just, you know, some of his onstage actions like humping the bed or whatever, um, that's nasty. And, and, and you scream for it, the, the crowd screams for it, which just tells him that he's on the right path, that it's, it's okay. You know, he, he's getting the positive feedback that it's, it's all right. As long as, as long as it's all done and fun. Mm-hmm. And um, the line, there's a line right after this verse that he goes, now watch me dance. And this is uh, a place where there's another musical break. Um, very short one, of course, but a musical break after now watch me dance. And that seems like a throwaway line in, in so many ways it is almost. But I, <laughs> I come when I think about this line now and listening to this song and reading these lyrics, the line now watch me dance almost comes across like a threat. yeah (laughs) it's like he's like a flasher or exhibitionist that you know instead of violating their victims by forcing them to witness something they weren't given a choice to witness he's doing that but it's for dancing you know right (laughs) it's after all the stuff that you know they've already seen from him now watch me dance has a little more menace to it than than maybe uh it would come across in a different song.
1: Yeah, yeah. it is. A, it's oh, yeah, it's an exhibitionist uh, line. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, now watch me dance. Okay, princess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then, then we get to the the final the final verse after the, the little break after now watch me dance line. And, um, it's, run, go tell your boyfriend that it's love and done got too old. Might as well pack his things and get his dead ass owed. And, uh, I won't touch on the last two lines yet because the last two lines are kind of a, it takes a different approach than the previous choruses. So yeah. now he's, in this verse, he's, um, you know, he doesn't say if you have a boyfriend, run, go tell your boyfriend. Yeah. So either he knows something that we weren't privy to up to this point, or he's just making an assumption that she's got a boyfriend. Uh, But he's essentially telling her that whatever he's offering is going to be way more exciting than what her boyfriend's been offering. His loving's got too old. So that's boring, right? I mean, that's, that's what he's implying here. Right, right.
1: I think of it as an extension of the... Like, again, I feel there's a tonal shift in this song. And this is, you know, again, we're getting this sense of this isn't just... He, he he's not just accosting some poor woman, you know. I think at, at at this point where it's like a it's like a happy ending, you know. It's it, it's like well now she's gonna. Leave her boyfriend and go live on a lily pad. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I I spoiled the last two lines, but, um, <laughs> no, uh, but <laughs> so, you know, but there this is kind of they're like disappearing into the sunset moment, and it and it it makes the uh, it kind of washes the maybe questionable taste of the first couple lyrics out of your mouth just in time for the for the song to end. You know, we're ending on a on a brighter happier note.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and and it's really the last two lines of the song that kind of like. Ties it all up and, and as you mentioned, puts a a happy spin or a more pleasant spin on the song. If there wasn't already one, is tell him you live on a lily pad with a horny toad. So he's he's <laughs> he's run away with this woman. <laughs> he's convinced her that his that he's exciting. That yeah. <laughs> um, he's going to offer her something that her boyfriend was not offering, which is excitement and maybe a little danger. And if she's down with that, then come on, live with me on my lily pad. And just the fact that uh, he he ties us back with the slang term of horny toad being somebody who is, you know, very sexually charged. And also, of course, the the actual horny toad, which is, you know, the reptile, the horned frog, um, and living in, in on a lily pad or living near water is just a clever way to tie the two meanings of the, of the term or the words together is just something Prince does. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I, it's, it's, it's fun that he, it's kind of an unexpected turn that he goes back and kind of adds to this, you know, what at first seems like a, a very basic, uh, metaphor or you know a uh, or, or a symbol and then he and then he just adds this extra layer at the end um you know it's not again this is not like a a masterpiece of 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 lyrics but uh I do appreciate this little added cleverness it, it just at, right there at the end of the song
0: yeah he's he's targeting a very specific kind of woman in this song somebody who who gets who gets a little bit of enjoyment out of danger and uh who who also doesn't have police on speed dial apparently so you know she's willing to put up (laughs) with quite a bit before getting to the part where where prince is like you know hey i'm not really a danger to you i'm not really gonna hurt you if you kind of like this style of of um courtship then (laughs) come join me because yeah we can do this every day (laughs) So yeah, fun song, a fun song. It's a B side in probably just every sense of the word, really. I mean, so it, it it's a perfect for me. It's a perfect B side to Delirious from the way the song. Like if you buy Delirious because you like that song, you're probably gonna like Horny Toad. You know, you're gonna flip it over and you're gonna play the song. Like yeah, I got I got basically Delirious part two, which is cool.
1: Yeah, right. I I definitely don't think it would fit. On, uh, on 1999 at all I think um, Delirious was the right call You know Delirious has this Added layer of like Synth pop to it It's a little bit less of a uh, You know Jack you off part 2 It feels more in step with The rest of the 1999 sound Horny Toad even though it was actually I think recorded later than Delirious um, it, it feels like more of a Throwback I think Um, But I'm glad that it came out. It's a song that I have a lot of affection for. I think it's, um, you know, it's sort of, I I interpret it as kind of a fun riff on Prince's reputation. You know, I I mean, he'd already responded, like he responded to this idea of um, him being this hypersexual kind of deviant on controversy and now he's this is like a more tongue-in-cheek you know hanging a lampshade on it like this is who you think i am kind of a. and and so i'm gonna i'm gonna uh you know play this role and really relish it and so i i i just think it's a lot of fun and i think that there's kind of a his rockabilly phase is just interesting to me i think there's a really solid uh maybe EP's worth of Rockabilly songs in, in in Prince's uh canon, um specifically from like 81, 82. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would go back to this well again, stuff like can't stop this feeling I got, you know, like he, this isn't the last we'll hear of it. But this is sort of he he went through this this phase and um all of the songs are are pretty fun. I always thought it would be fun to to have a band that just like a rockabilly band that just plays Prince's rockabilly songs. I, I, it's just this fun footnote uh, in his catalog at this stage in his career. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. I agree with that. And just a PSA. I don't condone trying any of these techniques out to get a woman's attention in real life. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Prince, yeah, which you're not. So right. <laughs> leave them, leave them here. And in this song, <laughs> okay well i mean sounds like you kind of um put a nice bow tie on on your thoughts zach did you have anything else no
1: i think i i I think that's that's it i i think we've definitely uh pushed the limit in how much you can talk about the a a two minute 12 second song uh Mm -hmm. but
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's just what we do (laughs) right (laughs) that's just what we do here okay um well thank you again for joining me um Contact me, get off your lily pad, and contact me at PressRewind75 on Twitter or Instagram. And uh, also, I have a Facebook page, so you can contact me there. Be happy to hear uh, any comments you have on Horny Toad or any other song that I've done, covered up to this point. So, uh, thanks again to Zach, and this has been the PressRewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenniger, and until next time, goodbye. Telling me live on the lily pad with the Horny Toad.